Hello, everyone, and welcome to Time to Grind. I'm your host, Kim, and this is another growth journaling episode. If you join me for these regularly, welcome back. And if you're brand new to these, or if this is your first episode, uh, this is not a regular episode. These are little mini episodes I do. And growth journaling has been such a huge part of my own personal growth journey. I have discovered so much about myself in doing this. And if you aren't doing this, I highly encourage you to do so. Uh, It will bring you just so many eye-opening realizations. Uh, And normally I tell you, you don't have to journal, although I encourage it. Uh, You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who listen that don't journal and just kind of think over the question or the prompt that I put forth. Uh, And I usually talk about it a little bit and kind of mull over my own thoughts in my head regarding the matter. But this week you will need at least a sheet of paper for a little bit of an exercise because today we're going to be evaluating the people in our lives. So grab a sheet of paper and a pen and you're going to make three columns on your paper. At the top of the first column, it's going to say giver. At the top of the second column, it's going to say taker. And at the top of the third column, it's going to say both. Now, I want you to really think about the people that you have in your life. Now, I would say this would be your circle. So if you're like me, you have kind of like a tight-knit circle of people, a circle of trust, if anyone knows that reference. And maybe some people outside of it that are kind of just outside of that circle that you are close with but aren't necessarily, uh, you know, part of your cleanup crew, if you remember that from a previous episode, you know, the people who kind of stay after the party to help you clean up. Um, so maybe you're, you're good friends, but not necessarily the best of your friends, if that makes sense. All right, so we're going to think about those people. Are they a giver? Are they a taker? Or is it both? Is your friendship or relationship because you want to think about the people, you know, your family too, your your spouse, your significant other, your um, your parents, your siblings, cousins, whoever it is that you're close to. So is that person a giver, a taker, or both? Now, if they're both, if you're putting them in the both column, that should be a very balanced uh, friendship or relationship. It shouldn't immediately stick out in your mind if they are a giver or a taker you should feel unsure if they're one or the other now even givers take a little bit and even takers give a little bit so it doesn't have to be all taking or all giving but um i would say if they're a taker you feel like they primarily take from you and give very little. And if you put them in the giver column, you feel like they give very generously to you of themselves and you are questioning whether you are giving back as much to them. So take a moment and do that. You can pause the podcast if you like. And when you're done making your list, 
we'll talk about it. So, first let's take a look at the column that says both, because we're actually not going to talk about that list today. That list represents your healthiest relationships and friendships. Those are the people who are very well balanced. They give as well as receive, which means you're giving to them too in return. And that's wonderful. So I highly encourage you because I am all about gratitude to maybe express your appreciation for that friendship or relationship and that you appreciate that they give to you and that they allow you to give to them in return. Or however, you know, maybe just do something nice for them. We all show our gratitude in different ways. But first we're going to take a look at the taker column. Now, I myself am a giver by nature. And, uh, you know, this, we're not just talking monetary things or gifts necessarily, although those, those could be included. Um, I'm talking more about like time, uh, you know, even if it's just spent listening to somebody, um, attention, affection, all of those things, you know, uh, giving of yourself basically. And that could mean of monetary value somehow. Now, as a giver by nature, I have always tended to attract a lot of takers as far as, um, friendship and love go. Uh, it tends to be who is drawn to me, I suppose, maybe because they like to take and I give. So, uh, and not, that's not to say that everybody's like that. I do have, I'm blessed to have a good amount of people in the both column for myself. So thankful for that. And, uh, but when you think about who is a taker, it, it kind of, for me, uh, is the pe they're the people who never reach out to me, who don't ask how I am, who don't necessarily care what's happening in my life, who aren't there when times are hard. Um, and yet I'm, I'm showing up for them or they expect me to be there for them. It's always me counseling their problems, me listening to their problems, and it's not quite reciprocated. And that should be a thing. You know, we should, we should expect our friends to be there for us on a certain level when we need them. And there's just a general way that we should have where we ask how people are, how they're doing. If you care about someone, you should be doing that. And so, you know, it shouldn't just be uh, one-sided friendships. That's what I like to call them, like a one-sided friendship. It shouldn't just be you reaching out, you always texting first, you initiating, you know, making plans you handling everything like that's not the way a friendship or a relationship works it shouldn't the burden of of effort shouldn't be on one person 
And so think about that, okay? So we have these people that we've put in this column, and I'm sure you have somebody in your column, at least one person. We all have at least one, right? So the taker in your life. Think about and, and journal about this, you know. What are they taking? And what are you lacking? Now, here's the thing. And we have to look at ourselves always too, okay? So you're allowing someone to take from you, just like I have. I'm not trying to, I am calling you out a little bit. But like, you know, if we have a taker in our life, we're allowing them to do this. But why do you feel they're a taker? What are your expectations of them? And are your expectations fair? That's an important question for us to ask ourselves. Okay, so I'm going to give a really good example. Um, I have a really good friend. Uh, and we've been friends four years now, five years. And we were really, really close at one point. And I would say we're both givers. Uh, our friendship was very give and take. I would put her in the both column. I would still today put her in the both column. And then we had a point in our friendship where I felt like she landed in my taker column. I felt like it was me reaching out. It was very little effort from her. I went from, we went from like daily, daily texting, you know, about like our days and things like that to the text kind of dying off or I'd go days without hearing from her and things like that. And I took that very personally. I was really hurt by it. And, you know, which we tend to do when, I guess a level of relationship changes. It went from daily to not. And so it was, it's, it's a change. And then we have to adapt to that change. But at the time, you know, four years ago or so, I was going through a really hard time in my life. And I had very high expectations of her as a friend. And looking back, very unfair expectations for her as far as communication went. Certainly, I now don't expect somebody to be glued to their phone or to jump to respond to me or to be there at my beck and call. Not that I was expecting that necessarily, but you know what I'm saying? Like she has a life and she has other people in her life to pay attention to. And I'm not the only person in the world. The world does not revolve around me, you know? Uh, and so I had very unfair expectations. So that's something to look at. Like, um, you know, are your expectations of this person in your taker column or the people in your taker column, are your expectations fair? Now, if they are fair, or actually I'm going to first say if they aren't fair, that's something to be reevaluated because maybe at that point, you know, the burden of balancing out that friendship is on you. Maybe you need to have more realistic expectations of the person because if you're having unrealistic expectations of someone, they will not want to rise to meet those. 
But if you have realistic expectations of those people, perhaps the friendship you might find will land in the both column. And it's even a conversation to have, you know, if you find you're the one not having realistic expectations to say, you know what, like, I realize I have been expecting a lot of you as a friend. And I'm sorry. Like, I promise to try and manage my expectations to be more realistic so that we can have like a healthy, balanced friendship. And I can be there for you and you can be there for me. And we have our own time and space when we need it or whatever your issue is, right? Or you don't even have to have a conversation. You can just start showing someone through your actions. Okay. But now let's talk about if your expectations are fair. At that point, you need to think about whether or not this friendship is right for your life. Is this person right to have around you? You know, we only get so much energy to spend. And is this somebody that you want to spend your energy on? Your time? Your attention? Or could it be better spent on someone in the column of both? Because, you know, and I I say it often, the people that we surround ourselves with truly, truly matter. They influence so much about how we act, how we think, how we speak. So much of the people that we're closest to, so much of their behavior, their language, everything. It's contagious. So what are you catching from people like that? Think about that. And that's kind of like a deeper, you know, self reflection as far as whether or not this is a friendship you want to continue to pour into. For myself, when I evaluated mine, and I did this back during 75 Hard, um, I've done it years before and I just felt called to do it again. For myself, I stopped pouring into those cups. They weren't doing anything for me. I wasn't going to continue to serve something that no longer served me. Now, let's move on to (laughs) the giver column. These are wonderful people. They are wonderful people. They truly, most of the time, are people pleasers. They want everyone to be happy. They want, you know, just a, a good, peaceful environment by making sure everyone has what they need emotionally. And so hug a giver if you have one in your life. because <laughs> Or do something nice for them. Not a lot of people do. So, uh, if you have a giver in your column, that's wonderful. You need to look at yourself, though. Because why are they in that column instead of the both column? What could you be doing to balance out that friendship? 
there's really no other question besides that <laughs> for that column. Um, because if they're giving, that means you're primarily taking. And, and that happens. Sometimes we have both. I'm mostly a giver, but I'm sure in someone's life, I fall in the taker column. And that's just what it is. Sometimes that, that is what it is. And, you know, that might be because for me, it's not a friendship that I feel like pouring myself into. Plain and simple. And that could be it. Is the giver in your column some a friendship that you don't want to put more of yourself into? So this is all just something to think about. And obviously an activity that really helps you look at the people in your life. And not only the people in your life and their behavior, but your own behavior. Because relationships and friendships take two people to make them work, not just one. Um, you know, I, I have always said that it takes two people to make a marriage work and two people to make it fail. And the same typically goes for a friendship too. Sometimes the burden lies more with one person than the other, but usually both people are at fault. So, you know, we, we have to self-reflect too. I think it's a huge part of growth is taking a look at where we go wrong because there are lots of things we're human there's lots of things we get wrong so work on your list think about it and uh i'm i'm anxious to hear if anybody uh enjoys doing this exercise and whether or not they they had if their columns were balanced um I'm curious. I know what my list looked like. Uh, and I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of people in the both column. And um, not very many in the other ones. So uh, I, I lost a lot of people along the way over the past year uh, on my journey for personal growth and, and fitness and things like that. And that's okay. A lot of times when you start improving yourself, and if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, you are one of those people. Let me tell you this, okay? If you're sitting here self-reflecting, that means you are probably one of those people who sees where you can get better, where you need to get better, where you're not doing well. And that is a gift. It is such a gift. Like, it's so interesting to, you know, in talking to so many different people, I come across people who just seem to think they know it all and they have all the answers and they run around with their unsolicited opinions and things like that. And I kind of think to myself sometimes, like, that's, that's kind of sad because if they think they know everything, how, where's the growth? You know, where's the mental growth? Where's the emotional growth? Is it just stunted? Like, <laughs> is there no, we just know it all and so it's done? Like, that that's not the way it goes. So recognizing your downfalls and where you need to, you know, kind of pick up the slack, like where where you're not doing well, that's a gift. 
I know it probably doesn't feel like it because you get down on yourself and, you know, you think, why can't I do this? And, and why am I feeling this way? And it, but really, truly be thankful that you can see where you're falling short. So that is all the time I'm taking up. This is a little bit of a long growth journaling episode. I'm usually only about 10, 15 minutes and I'm at 20 now. So I just wanted to quickly say thank you for listening. And if you have not rated and reviewed the podcast yet over on Apple Podcasts, I would tremendously appreciate it. You guys have no idea how helpful that is for me. It is one of the best things you can do for me aside from sharing uh, the podcast in general or an episode of the podcast, whether that's on social media. Um, If you share it on an Instagram story, like a screenshot, please tag the podcast at Time to Grind Podcast. Uh, You can even tag me. You can find me in the in the bio of time to grind podcast, but, uh, my personal Instagram is Kimbo underscore Brooke with an E on the end of Brooke. And, um, I love interacting with the community. So tag away and I will share those on the stories. Uh, I love, love, love seeing that, you know, people are listening and getting some value. It's honestly why I do this at all. And, uh, I'm so thankful for this community and everything. So, uh, check out the website. If you haven't, there's great merch up. Uh, the hoodie seems to be the most popular. Uh, I have one and, uh, who else got one? A bet got one and Maddie got one. And, um, I know Kelly bought like a mug and a shirt and bet bought a shirt and, uh, Andrew got a hoodie as well. I think I'm missing somebody. Um, but there, I am so appreciative, you know, of, of this community and you guys are the best. So go enjoy your week, the rest of your week and get out there and grind. <laughs>